Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of The Sale Ring. Today in the studio, we've got Angela Smith, Communications Manager for United Country Real Estate. Angela, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Miss Trina, how are you? I'm wonderful. Oh, uh, we got a great episode for you. We're going to talk about public relations, PR, and advertising, yes. correct? Absolutely. We're well, we're not really going to be talking about advertising. We're just going to be talking about public relations because there's a big difference. Ah, nice. we're going to learn the difference between PR and advertising. Even better. Yes. Yes, yeah. we are. Tell us a little bit about Angela Smith, how you got into public relations, who you are, what you do, why you do it. Well, that's a tricky question. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have been with United Country for a little over three years now, three and a half years. I actually started out in broadcast journalism, reporting oh. and anchoring for a television station just north of here. And did that for a few years and realized that I didn't want to be what they call women in news, a news nun. Who, a news nun. A news nun. Yeah. A news nun. That's what they call women in news who stay with it. Because if you know women in news, they either are single or they've been married like five times because you are just constantly working, works your life. And I realized that I, I thought I wanted that when I was 19, 20. But when you start to get in your mid-20s, you're like, well, maybe I want a family someday. So It's less attractive at that point. Yes. Yeah. Working on call 24-7 and... Just always at the new studio just got kind of tiring. So I decided to go back, got my master's in business and switched over to more of the public relations side. So that's kind of how I got started and ended up here. Nice. Very cool. Are you from the area? I am from St. Joe, which is 45 minutes north of Kansas City. I okay. grew up there, was born in California, but moved to St. Joe when I was about seven years old. Very cool. So you got journalism as your background, your, yep, your major. Yep. and I went to school for journalism, double majored in broadcasting and journalism. So How long Still, were you a journalist? About three years, I cool. think. I was a full-on journalist and then, yeah, I made the switch over and started doing a lot of more PR marketing work. Still enjoy it? I love it. I said earlier to you guys off the mic that I have the best job here because public relations is so much fun. I basically get to talk to people play on Facebook, and write. Like, what could be better than that? That's I can awesome. think of a couple things, but yeah, <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> I could too, well, actually. There's a reason at, I'm falling out of my chair right at now. Least, <laughs> at least it's honest work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Something you can tell your mother about. I'm making money instead of spending it. That's always a good day. Yeah. There you go. Let's dive in. You know, I'm excited about this segment. First off, in marketing in general, do you see public relations taking more of a mainstay, more of a stance in company marketing, individual marketing? Is PR taking a bigger presence today with all of the social media and, and the different ways, the digital marketing that we do today in society? Yeah, I think that PR is really underrated. And I think that it people kind of 
don't pay attention to it because you have the marketers out there doing ads and kind of in your face saying, saying how awesome we are. But public relations is kind of, it's under the same umbrella as marketing. You have a lot of different types of marketing under that umbrella and public relations is just kind of one little stake under there. So it's more of the factual-based side of marketing. It's not saying we're the best. It's basically getting other people to say you're the best instead of you saying it. And that's really what public relations is all about. I mean, I'm sure it's always been around. You've heard of PR companies or outfits, you know, back before the internet ever launched. It just, today it seems to me like it's so much harder to differentiate yourself from the, the competition. I mean, that playing field has significantly gotten leveled because of the digital age out here. People purport to be sometimes a lot more than they are. You can be very proficient with technology, but your actual company out here may just kind of tend to blend in without what you're doing. Does that make sense? You, you see what I'm saying? Like you're the PR behind that, the press that's being launched behind that, those are typically tied to stories. Those are tied to um, movement within a company. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that's always happened before, but now it seems like it's a lot more prevalent on the internet. The competition is a lot more stiff nowadays because of the digital age. You've got a lot more digital marketing and social media, which is a lot more conversational. So it has changed the landscape as far as PR goes. Like back in the day, you had traditional public relations, which was just a press release or, a, you know, press release turns into a news article and there's your PR. But nowadays you have to be giving good customer service constantly 24-7 on social media and interacting with people and trying to, you know, get good publicity for yourself at all times. So it really has changed the playing field as far as like all businesses go. And it made it a lot more difficult because you have to be on it 24-7. Got it. So I keep talking about advertising. You're talking about PR. Let's first identify the key differences between PR and advertising. That's such a good question because that's the number one mistake that I get from people is I get phone calls and they're like, hey, Angela, I really need a press release for my new business opening. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Yeah, we can definitely do that. And they're like, okay, we just want basically for you to write up an article and send it to the newspaper and say, we're the best. You need to work with us. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work because that's an advertisement. Yeah. So if you want to pay for that, that'd be great. But what public relations is, is getting somebody else to say you're good. So it's writing a factual story about your business opening and giving reasons why people should use that business, but not in a promoting we're the best way, but promoting in a factual way. Like we provide all of these services. We have X, Y, and Z experience. We're going to be the best people to go to because of this experience. So it's different in that aspect. And like the biggest difference also is people trust the recommendations that they read in the paper or hear from other people. And I think the stats like 92% of people trust that opinion as opposed to less than 20% of people who trust advertisements that they see. So that's why I say like public relations is so underutilized, but it's so important because that's really where you're going to get the conversions over to use your business as opposed to using somebody else. So when you say 92% of people trust recommendations from someone they know, you're saying that they, they know them, they have a personal relationship with them, or it's a brand that they recognize, or what do you mean by that? I'm talking more about people that they know, and that's where social media comes into 
effect. So when you're reading reviews and stuff from other people, they're going to trust that as opposed to an advertisement that you see from that company. Obviously, if it's coming from a personal friend or family, that number skyrockets to about 100% because you're going to trust your mom or your friend that they use this business and had a good experience. But I'm guilty of it. When I want to use something or do something, the first thing I do is I go and look at the reviews and I hear what other people are saying about what they're doing. And so basically by those people giving those reviews, that's good publicity. That's good PR for that company. You see it that way, Trina? I mean, in the marketplace, if you're looking uh, to do business with a, a product or a service. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to do your due diligence. And that's the best place to start is on social media or even just Google. Like they're they're rating through Google. Mm-hmm. 100% yes. Yep. And a lot of people don't realize that PR comes in so many different avenues. You've got press releases like we talked about earlier. That's your average news story that you read in a newspaper or hear on TV from a news anchor. You've got blogs nowadays, which are really, really popular. And a lot of people don't even realize that when you click on a news story, you're reading a blog a lot of the time. So a lot of factual information and good PR is coming from a blog. You've got newsletters that companies send out. We do one that gives just information about real estate. It's not promoting our brand. I mean, it is subtly, but we're just giving information about real estate. We're putting that information out there to help you make an informed decision. But at the same time, we're hoping that when you want to make that decision, you're going to think about us because we sent you that newsletter. So again, it's public relations. It's free. Let me ask you this, and I don't want to take us off into the weeds about a big political debate right now, but... Uh Uh-oh, here we go. (laughs) Well, no, I want to talk about more about PR and marketing and kind of truth and advertising. You know, well, again, there's that word advertising, but stories that are factual Mm -hmm. versus, you know... Fake syndicated news. Are you talking about fake like news right now? Fake oh, news. Oh, here we yeah. go with fake news. <laughs> so my, my question is, is do you think that the consumer response to press releases when they see those, based on what we're seeing with, you know, political ads or stories, and does that trickle down to businesses that tend to tout things, you know, or write press releases that may not be 100% factual? Well, it's our job as communicators to make sure that it is factual. So when I send out a press release to somebody or a news organization, they're going to look that over and they're going to decide, number one, do they want to run it as is, as I wrote it? Or number two, do they want to reach out to the topic or person that I'm talking about in the press release and do their own article, which that's honestly our ultimate goal. I don't want you to run my press release. I want you to see it, gather information from it and call us and talk to us and get your own story out of it because then it's coming from you and that's the whole goal. Yeah, the third party. The third party, somebody else saying we're good. So that's the ultimate goal. Or you have the third option, which is they don't want to run it at all. But yeah, a lot of it plays into that. And like once it gets to that editor, they're going to have their own people fact-checking things in it. So if I say like, for example, United Countries, the leader in land sales in America, they can fact-check that. They can pull up some stats to do their research. And if they find out that a competitor is bigger, they're going to call us out on that and they're not going to run it. So you want to make sure that your your ducks are in a row and your facts are lined up because if they aren't, then they're going to call us back or call me back and say, we can run this, but we're going to charge you $2,000 because we're going to run it as an ad because you guys are basically just making claims and they're not accurate. Gotcha. It's not as much about a story, but again, about advertising. And Exactly. That's, it turns into an ad real quick. Yeah. And if you're going to run an ad, then we're going to charge you for an ad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's been one of the questions about press releases. And it, so let me ask you this, as a professional communicator, 
a journalism major? Is there is there a standard in your industry that's met? Is there a, a, a code of ethics or is there some communication standard that people are supposed to adhere to? Based on what you said, that's our job mm-hmm. as professional communicators. Is there some governance or oversight in that that just says, hey, you're, you know, turning out fake news? You know, I mean, right. what's what's the repercussion on that for companies that are claiming to be more than they are? Well, I mean, you've heard about companies getting sued for false advertisement before. Mm-hmm. So you get into that problem if you start spewing out false information about your company and making extraordinary claims that are completely false. So it is our job as a journalist to make sure we're not doing that. But when it comes to a topic of news, there are guidelines that we follow or then that we're taught that we have to follow in order for it to actually be a press release. So there's five different topics that make something newsworthy as opposed to not because, like I said before, I get calls from people wanting to do press releases on things that just I don't believe fall into these categories, which we can go over. If you want to go over, I can go over these categories for you. But if they don't fall into that, then there's a 1% chance that that's going to get picked up by a a news organization. And since I've worked in it myself, I know what's going to be worthy and what's not. Perfect. Well, as you mentioned, you know, factual content, that's that's why, again, I didn't want to get off in the weeds about that discussion, but I think it's on a lot of people's mind. When they see PR, is that written by a competent individual? Can I trust in that? And So or, when you read the newspaper and you read articles that are in there, do you trust what they're saying? Well, I'm a little bit unique. I've, I've got a secret source site that I get all my news from. It's called, <laughs> it's called The Onion. The Onion. Oh, that, so. my oh, Lord. Reddit.com. It's, it's, it's all factual <laughs> on The Onion, right? Yeah. My, my son turned me on to that. It's hilarious, you know? Yep. Memes. Uh, I believe it. Believe every meme you see on Facebook because I saw, that's true. <laughs> I saw one that was out on the internet one day. It's like uh, a German Shepherd drives 18-wheeler to the hospital to rescue a child or something. You know, just something crazy like that. It's like... How's that dog shifting gears? Come on. And Trina, I'll bet he hey, came I in the next day and was like, you're never going to believe what happened. And you know what I answered? I was like, it's probably an automatic, Sean. <laughs> Not all cars have gears nowadays. I don't know. Whatever it was, I'm buying a German Shepherd. Those dudes are smart. <laughs> you had talked a little bit before the show about using a lot of adjectives and how that can be beneficial to PR. It's not beneficial, actually. That turns it into an ad. Oh, I misunderstood. Yeah. So an adjective, if you're, I mean, it's adjectives are great. They do enhance what you're trying to say. But when you start using adjectives in there too much or too big of ones, then it turns into an advertisement real quick. And I always say that the, the biggest example I use is saying like, hey, we've got experience in farm and land sales because we are farmers and we've been in real estate for 30 years. So that's basically showing you're good, right? That's a factual information that you are good. You've been doing this for 30 years. You are a farmer yourself. So therefore you can tell me a lot about farmland sales. But if you just go in and say, we're the best in the area at farmland sales, you got nothing to back that up. Yeah. At all. And that's gotcha. really just an advertisement. We're the best. So use us. Cool. And that's it. Yeah, it gets tricky. So we had the early conversation about advertising versus press releases. And this is about stories, right? So it's all about storytelling. Absolutely. What is it in a story that actually makes it newsworthy? Good question. I mentioned earlier, there's five different ways that makes 
a story newsworthy in the eyes of an editor or news director. And the first one is probably the biggest, it's timeliness. So if I'm, and I've had this happen too, everything that you could possibly say goes wrong, I think I've had happen to me at some point in my career. But so, you know, if you have a business or something that opened eight months ago, there's probably not going to be any room for it in a newspaper right now because it happened eight months ago. So if you're contacting me about or an event that happened, say you went out and you hosted some huge community fundraiser and you want to do an article about it for the paper, that's great. I think that's super awesome. I think the papers would pick it up. So, okay, well, tell me when that happened. Well, it happened last year. Well, why didn't we talk about this last year then? Exactly. Nobody cares. So what's a good cutoff? If you're hip shooting, what's the rule of thumb? If it's a week old, a month old or something? It depends on the situation, honestly, because like when you have an event, I would say probably no later than a week or two after that event. If you have a business opening and they've only they've been open a month, I think that would still be okay. But once you get past that, then it's not really going to be timely anymore. And in this digital age where everything is by minute and you're updated by minute, I mean, you've really got to be careful about how timely you're being with information. So yeah, I would say that one's number one. The second one is going to be proximity, which explains itself, location. If you're talking about something that happened in California, but you live in New York, that's not going to make any sense to those people in New York unless it has significance, which is number three. So are people in New York going to care about something that happened in California? It depends. You got to think about your market and who you're talking to. Like for real estate, for example, it could be a significant number of people that are selling, retiring in California and moving back to New York or something. But it's exactly it's got to be referenceable with exactly. the market that you're in. But if you're talking about the California market and it's taken a dip, but that had no effect on New York, then they're not going to care. Yeah, you know. So you've really got to be careful about the proximity and and who you're talking to and the significance of that different article. So the next one is going to be prominence. So I always talk to agents and say, if you have a rare property that you're selling, something really unique, or maybe some big famous country star lived in it or something like that, somebody famous, then that's going to be prominence. So that's Mm -hmm. important because people care about celebrities or people care about history if it has some huge historical aspect to it. So that can always make a story interesting, newsworthy as well. And then the last one's human interest. And I think that kind of speaks for itself. You can sit in... Have you guys... You guys watch the news still ever? Does anybody watch the news? Every yeah, morning. I watch, I watch so, it a little bit. So, you know, at the end of a newscast. When I'm they, not reading The Onion. I've never seen the end of a newscast, though. <laughs> oh, well, then you are totally going to miss what I'm about to say. So, okay, well, you know the hard-hitting news is in that first block, right? Yeah. Before oh, yeah. the first commercial break. Yeah. And then you have maybe some national news that may not be as prominent or significant. Mm-hmm to most people there, but they're still going to add in some national news. And then at the end, they give kind of what I call a fluff piece, and that's the human interest article. So it's a dog driving a tractor yeah, or, you know, something like that. That's just something feel good or funny. You know, it's a national cookie day. So our local place made thousands of cookies for the children's home, you know, something fun and uplifting. That's what we would consider human interest. I call, aka, I call it a fluff piece. But those are basically the five things that would 
have to fall into one of those categories for it to be newsworthy. All right. So I've been jotting these down. Timeliness, proximity, significance, prominence, and human interest. Yes. Those five things are normally... You need at least one or multiple. Timeliness, you need to always have, but you need to have one of the other ones with it. Nice. And and that can create kind of a newsworthy story if you've got a story. If it's short on that, I think the expectation for the average, let's talk about real estate since that's what you do. Mm -hmm. Auctions, you know, a lot of times you're you're auctioning property and it may have that uh, that human interest or uh, it may have that prominence in it. It was... You know, a, a Kenny Rogers property that he owned or right. developed. I saw a story that came out or, one time from your company the, about that. Yeah, or we had one auctioneer that actually auctioned off a bunch of props from a movie set or multiple movie sets in Los Angeles. So that was really cool. Wow, and that was yeah. obviously prominent and significant to people because people were really obviously obsessed with movies. So Yeah, and the collectors and all of that coming out of that market. So. And you know what? He didn't even think to let me know about it. I had to hear it from somebody else. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm always like, you guys got to tell me this stuff. I'm not a mind reader. I know in real estate, that is the kind of the, everybody wants to get excited about, I've got to get some PR behind this. Well, hold on. Is it PR worthy? Is it, is it a story that somebody is going to want to actually pick up and read? Because it's hard to what is it they say? Make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. You can't. You never can't heard manu- that before, Sean. <laughs> I'm from the country. Yes. You can't manufacture that though. You no. you really need something in there that makes it. Yeah, because there's there's no interest if you've just got you know 40 acres down the street from you know eight other 40 acre properties. I mean, there's but some people think what, that's the coolest thing in the, the world. And I Why are people going to yeah. read about that or listen to that? Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a normal, I mean, and honestly, a lot of the large auctions are newsworthy because many times when it is a really huge auction, it's going to garner the attention from local people that are interested in those types of properties or just want to come and experience an auction because auctions are fun. So we do have certain auctioneers that let me know of almost every big auction they have to write something up because their newspapers do pick that kind of stuff up, you know, in community events at least, but at least it's something. Let's talk a little bit about PR, about press releases and, and blog etiquette. Because okay. I know there's certain amount of etiquette that we've had discussions outside of the recording here in, in the studio. Tell us a little bit about etiquette in that industry. Yeah, so we talked a lot about how blogs are being confused with news articles nowadays, or people are reading them thinking they're news articles, which they pretty much are. Blogs have just really taken off in the last couple of years because they do help with SEO and have all these other benefits besides just being a blog. So, and people are learning so much today. I'm just blowing the lid on all this PR stuff. It's great. <laughs> but hopefully it helps me out and I don't get weird phone calls anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, let's face it. If we're really good at what we're doing right now, it makes your job a lot easier. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So basically, there's certain guidelines that they should follow. It doesn't necessarily have to every single time. But lengthwise, again, we've talked a million times about the digital age and how 
People have short attention spans. So we always say a rule of thumb with a press release or a blog, it should only be about 300 to 500 words. Just because if you're going to go beyond that, you're probably going to lose their interest. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times just even looking for a recipe or something online, you have to read through 22 paragraphs about her husband, Jeff, and how much he hates onions tonight. And that's why we had, I mean, just give me the recipe. Tell me what I'm here to listen to. See, I love that because I'm picky. So I want to (laughs) know what you did instead of putting those onions in for your husband, Jeff, because I don't like onions either. I'm always hitting (laughs) print screen just so I can finally get the recipe. (laughs) I'm still reading the onion girls, whether you like them or not. Let me ask you a question, I because I am not up to date on this. And I started reading recently articles that seem like online that they're just stringing you along and you keep going to the next page, you know, and it, it's giving you more information. Oh, the click for more, click for more. Yes. Click for more. And, and the actual content you're looking for is not till the very end. And it may or may not be substantive whenever you get there. You're like, you've, it's built up anticipation. Is it, and it, that's more it, about page clicks, though, isn't it? Getting more page clicks on your probably, website? Probably. Honestly, I can't even tell you why people do that. It's really annoying. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine that it's more of what I would consider clickbait. It's getting you to go through their whole website and see different things. Because if you notice on each page, there's ads. Yes. So they have to fulfill those ads. They're getting paid to put those ads on each page. So if they're having you click through each one, they're going to continue getting money from those. Magically, the ads load way faster than the content. Right? So you're accidentally clicking those ads. and oh, takes yeah, a little sometimes. bit longer to actually read the ads. So mm-hmm. you're staying on the page. I mean, the duration that you're spending on that site going from page to page to page. I assume that there's a marketing advantage, something that they're selling upstream for that. It's, it's, it's very frustrating, though. They're making money on the back end, most likely. Don't quote me on this 100%, but I'm Don't worry, sure. this isn't being recorded. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, I'm pretty sure they're probably Better making money recorded. on the back end off of those, and that's why they're doing that. Gotcha. Obviously, that's not a press release, and that's not the proper etiquette, No, right? no. Those websites, that's not press release. Those are just clickbait websites. So try to keep the length between three to 500 words. Did I three, hear you correctly? Yes, three to 500 words. In some cases, it can be longer if it's got more newsworthy aspects to it. But again, so when you send that to a editor, editors don't have time to read your thousand word article. So, and they're most likely if they're going to use it, they're going to clip out part of it anyway to fit by design how their newspaper looks. So yeah, that's going to be in your best interest to do 300 to 500 words. The other thing that you really need to pay attention to is a lot of people want to write press releases themselves, which is fine and great. And if you can do it and you have the ability to, I think that's wonderful. But if you have a press agent, a communications manager like me, then I always recommend sending it to me or having me do it because newspapers, any news outlet goes by AP style writing. And I joked with Trina actually earlier, I write AP style so much that I even text an AP style. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's basically a different style of writing. It's associated press style. And so you've got different abbreviations for things like states. You write numbers differently. For example, 10 and under, we have to spell out. And anything over 10, you use the actual the number. Uh, the yeah, number. Numericals. So, and like state abbreviations are crazy weird. Like Arizona is capital A, lowercase r-i-z, period. 
So, I mean, everything's just different, but that's how newspapers want to run it. So if you're sending them an article and you want it to run, if it's not an AP style, they're not going to run it. And AP, that stands for American Uh, Poetry. Is that right? Yes. American Poetry. Yeah. According to The Onion. According to The Onion. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes. Hey, by the way, Onion, we're looking for sponsors. We need sponsors, (laughs) Onion. Come on I've never even run that site before. Yeah, You've come. seen the Onion articles before. You just didn't know. I it was probably from didn't the pay any attention oh, yeah. to them. Associated Press. Yes. yes, Associated Press style and Associated Press AP style changes their style guide like almost every year too. So there are things that the little subtle differences that they'll change. So if you think you know it, you don't, because it may change next year. Like the website gets changed almost every year back from, is it capital W or is it lowercase W this year? I don't really know. The word website? The word website or the word internet. Sometimes they capitalize internet and sometimes they don't. It depends on the year. I try to keep up on it, but I have the book that I reference or I will Google it. I am a Google master. So I'll just Google and the the Associated Press has their own website where they'll kind of give you some guidelines if you're looking for them. So let me ask you this. If somebody was going to have you write a um, press release, a story for them, mm-hmm. would you rather have just the the information, the, the data from the event and you write it? Or do you want them to take a first pass at writing it and then you correct it? What's easiest for you? For me to speak with them and for them to give me the information and I will write it. Okay. Because most of the time... It's going to be more of a hassle for me to try to go back through and change everything I need to change than for me to just write it and then have them look at it after and approve it or make small changes that they need to make. Great information from Angela Smith. She's a communications manager at United Country Real Estate. We're going to slip away and hear from our sponsors. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. 
And we're back in the studio with Angela Smith talking about press releases, PR, the difference in uh, PR and advertising. She gave us some great steps about stories, what makes them newsworthy, and PR and blog etiquette. While we were on the break at commercial, you were talking about reporters, how to build rapport with them, why that's important. But I found that very interesting because there's a missing ingredient for a lot of people that think they need PR. Use a press agent. Use a communications manager or a specialist out here that maybe has those relationships. You've got a lot bigger roll of the dice, a better chance of getting your story picked up that way. Absolutely. And even if you don't have someone like me, like I'm going to say that United Country is just so lucky to have me, but you know, (laughs) but if you don't have a communications manager at your corporate level or on your team, then there are public relation agencies out there that can do this type of stuff for you. So I would always recommend that. It is going to be a small fee for them to write press releases for you, but it's the best way to go because what happens is I can write this release all day and I can send it to reporters or editors or, you know, news directors, but that doesn't mean that they're going to use it. That doesn't mean that they're obligated to do anything with it because it is free. And that's one of the biggest difference with public relations. It is it it's free. You don't have to pay like you do an ad because it's getting somebody else to say you're good. It's a news. It's factual. It's news. So it's really important for anybody in their communities. I mean, I know that with auctioneers and real estate agents that we work with, it's a lot of smaller communities. So there's a lot more opportunity to build closer relationships with those reporters. And the more relationships that you have with them and the the more trust you build with them and interact, the more you're probably going to have a better chance of getting them to run your stuff. So it's really important to be able to build that relationship with them and keep it going. And there's a lot of things you can do to make that happen. Like what? Like what? I figured you would ask me that. Trina so, does that to me all the time. I do. I'll make, like out, I'll like, I'll make a statement. Name one. Like, oh, yeah, those are everywhere. And she goes, yeah, really? Name one? Provide where, me an example of that. Um, <laughs> you're asking a man to provide an ah. <laughs> Yeah, that's tough. I like that's Angela more and more every day. <laughs> um, so <laughs> one of the easiest ways you can do it is... We talked about social media 8 million times, but following some reporters on social media, most of them have their own Twitter handle or their own Facebook page, things like that. Start following those pages and interacting with them on a normal basis and start building a rapport with them that way. They may start following or liking you back, and then that way they can start seeing stuff that you're posting also. So if you're posting about something you're doing or a big auction coming up, then they're going to be able to see that. So that's the easiest way you can do it and very free. Some of the other things that you can do are just host some events. I know a lot of our our agents host open houses or just a grand opening for their office. And you invite the local invite media the there. Yeah. Invite yeah. them there. Say, hey, you don't need a really a press release for that. Drop them an email. Give them, you know, a call on the phone and say, hey, we have this event coming up if you're interested in coming by. Not necessarily saying you need to report it, but just inviting them to it. And if they want to report on it, then there you go. You got a, you got a good lead in there. But then the other thing is like public relations is about being out in the community too, creating good publicity for yourself, right? So in as an auctioneer, you know, part of your job to give yourself good publicity isn't just 
being an auctioneer and setting up auctions, it's being out in the community and being a positive role model in your community too. give yourself some good publicity. So attending some fundraising events, some community events, maybe going and helping at the food kitchen, things like that, that people would have a human interest in, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about that. So things like that, just getting yourself out there and invi- again, inviting the media there and building that relationship. Let me ask you a question about that before we move on. A local event, food kitchen, or something that's going on, does photography work in that whenever you're running press releases? Is it good to have any kind of like supporting photo or or just a an on-the-site scene, an action shot out there? That, will, that great- will that enhance? Absolutely. No. Pictures and video are everything now. They increase your chances of getting picked up significantly. Again, the goal is to have them come out and take their own pictures mm-hmm. or video, you know, for it. But if you can provide that ahead of time so they can see what you were doing and if it was a bigger event, because you can read or maybe they didn't even have time to read the whole press release and they saw the first paragraph. If you have a picture with it, then that helps tremendously. So yes, yes, yes. Take photos, take a video, send it to them, whatever you can do. Because even if you're not going to get it to reporters, put it on your social media and just promote yourself that way. Very cool. I know some people are just a lot better promoters than others. They they think ahead. They they can see a bigger story behind this or they will, I hate to use the word manufacture, but they'll create an event out there mm-hmm. that has notoriety. If you're going to sell Kenny Rogers Place, well, the first pass outside of Nashville would be to have a jam session out there with Kenny Rogers if you can get him back to the property. If not, bring out some entertainers or paid entertainers to the property and have a big gathering out there and that kind of stuff. You know, I, I use that because I read that story at one time and I thought, there's a great PR opportunities. There are plenty that people don't ever think of, and that's where they miss out. I know, like you said, some of the best auctioneers and real estate agents, in my opinion, are good marketers, are marketers at heart because they're the ones that, I mean, don't get me wrong, auctioneers, you have to have a talent for it too. You've just got to have that knack for it. But if you don't have any marketing in you at all, it's going to be a struggle for you to build your business because you're just not going to be able to promote yourself or self-promote or think outside the box to like, I need to go do something in this community. I need to start thinking of unique ways to promote my business or promote this auction or promote myself. So if you don't have that in you, then you're not possibly going to be as successful as somebody who does. Gotcha. Do we want to talk a little bit about paid PR versus um, what do you call press releases or PR that's not paid, that gets picked up organically? What would be the term for that? That's a good question, too. So there are different types of public relations. And I said a lot of it is free, which it is. Most of it is free. You can write a press release, send it to an editor, a copywriter, reporter, and they can pick it up and use it. And you didn't have to pay a dime. And that's the goal. But there are, when you're working for big companies or you have a really huge, especially national, national is going to be the biggest one. Um, if you have a national story, like, you know, United Country launched their newest website a couple months ago and we launched it nationally. So we did a paid release. So what happens is you use things like Newswire, Globe Newswire, PR Web. Those are some of the softwares that distribute 
paid press releases. And we're basically using those to submit a news release on a national news wire. So when I'm in a newsroom, like back in the day, we had a wire come in. We were a Fox affiliate. So we had a Fox wire that came in that we could look through every day and pull the stories we wanted to pull and use those. That's where a lot of your content came from. And that's where a lot of people's content come from. Like if you, so say you're watching your local affiliate in Kansas City, your local Fox station, but you start seeing national reporters from Washington, D.C. start reporting on something that's going on on Capitol Hill, right? That's being pulled from the wire. That's not their reporter 99% of the time. Gotcha. So, So what happened is that... CNN or Fox News out in Washington put that story on the wire and it got sent to all the Fox affiliates in the nation. And then Kansas City's Fox station pulled that story down, uploaded it into their system and ran it themselves. And that's basically what a paid public relations is, is I'm going to write a news article. I'm going to submit it through our wire. I'm going to pay for it. And then it's going to run on all of the wires that Newswire, Globe Newswire runs. So any news station that has that software can pull that article at any time instead of me just sending it myself. It would obviously, it has to be really newsworthy to get pulled at that point, right? Like even more so, right? So if you want a really, really big outlet to pick it up, then yeah, it needs to be something super hard hitting in your face. Yes, you. it's screaming like this needs to be on the cover of every newspaper or yeah. this needs to be on every news station in America. Yeah, it's for big stations, but Newswire can be at little, you know, bottom 50 markets too. And some of those people might think, hey, this is pretty interesting. Or you might have a reporter for a newspaper that works specifically for a real estate beat or, Mm -hmm. you know, a business beat in general. And they might think that that's interesting because it's something going on in the real estate industry. It's interesting to me that a dog that can drive a semi did not get picked (laughs) up on the national newswire and I watched for it. So I'm disappointed. I'm going to continue to believe in the system, but I, I think there may be a flaw. Between there. the Onion and Facebook, those are your news outlets. <laughs> those aren't the most reliable, too. Busted. I, re- I read Facebook <laughs> like it's a newspaper every morning. So I'm You're not the only that. one. I, so not. do a billion people. But I shake my head every day, too. As, like, as you know, in my journalist mind, I read the news every day, too. I read. I don't just pick one outlet because a lot of outlets do lean politically one side or mm-hmm. the other. So I read all of them. So I can try to like find a middle ground somewhere. Do you find that you're interested in one specific category more than another? Like, do you read more about sports, more about current events, more about weather, transportation? I mean, what what do you read the most about? I will say like, and my husband says the same thing. I am a weather girl at heart, I think. I have said that since I was a kid. I always knew what the weather was going to be. And then when I, I did actually a couple of years ago, the news station I worked for asked me to come back and anchor weather for a little bit on the side. I was still at this company too, just to help them out because I knew the systems. So I went back and did that. And now I'm dubbed the weather girl. I'm always nice. the weather girl everywhere. Nice. So I do read a lot of weather. I keep up on it. Other than that, if the Chiefs are playing, you know, yeah. got to read well, some sports, football. Yeah. Or, you know, um, celebrity, I'll, I'll read the celebrity gossip too. Keep my mind just not so serious all the time. 
Mine is but, mostly just the junk. I mean, let's be honest. It really, really, really is. It depends on how you feel during the yeah. day. I mean, I try to keep up with current events just because I want to know what's going on in the world. But if I'm like, okay, I'm over this and I'm tired today, I'm going to read what Brad Pitt went to <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's birthday party oh, over I the weekend. That. Did you hear about that? I did not. <laughs> I it wasn't not. on the onion. No. It wasn't well, on the onion. Well, so. that was a big deal. I'm not deal, sure it know? happened. Yeah. <laughs> her her 50th birthday and he was there. I mean, that's big news. That yeah. is big news. That will get picked up over the national Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Angela, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming into the studio this afternoon. This has been a wonderful episode because there's a lot of our listeners out there that I think are frustrated with. They see PR. They see other companies that are prominent getting picked up. They may have something that's newsworthy. They don't know how to do that. And I think you've enlightened them a bunch in this show, and we appreciate you being here. That's my goal. No more crazy questions or requests. So I appreciate you guys. Well, we appreciate you being in the yeah. studio. And Miss Trina, it's good to see you as always. Ladies and gentlemen, Angela Smith, Communications Director for United Country Real Estate. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you next time inside the sale ring. This episode has ended, but your journey to greatness continues. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. That's www.thesalering.com.